Hey, hey, y'all. It's me, Robin. And just real quick before we get to today's episode, if you are loving listening to the podcast, or maybe you don't know because you've just pressed play for the first time ever, but if you like to listen to things in your earbuds, you are going to be so happy to know that Raising Kids with Big Baffling Behaviors is now released as an audiobook. You can get it in Audible or wherever else you get your audiobooks. And of course, you can still get it in print and ebook. If you go to robingobel.com slash book, it's going to give you all the options, including that you could order a signed copy from my local bookstore. Alrighty, y'all. Here's that podcast episode you're waiting for. Hello, good morning. It's me, Robin, with the Parenting After Trauma podcast. And today's short episode is just a short note from me. One of the most tragic byproducts of experiencing relational trauma, especially in the first months and years of life, is a powerful protector of self-hatred and toxic shame. Sometimes this toxic shame is directed inward at the self and sounds like, I hate me. And sometimes it's projected outward and sounds like, I hate you. All the current advice for parenting a child with a history of relational trauma places a heavy emphasis on connection, and and that's great. As parents of kids who have been hurt, you long to show your kids that they're worthy of connection, that connection is safe, and that they are perfectly precious. The trickster protector of self-hatred can be so powerful that our children can start to doubt the trustworthiness of adults who tell them about their goodness. It actually feels to them like their grownups are lying to them, which raises suspicion and leads to wondering, what do you want from me? This leaves us, the adults who love them and see their preciousness, quite stuck. How do we mirror a child that we see their protector of self-hatred, but also that their protector is playing tricks on them? Try, this protector is trying to protect them from more hurt by convincing themselves that they are hateable. Loving this child can leave us feeling trapped. Like no matter what we do or what we say, it's the wrong thing. This self-hatred is held within a pocket of memory called disorganized attachment. Held inside that memory network is the experience of being trapped, of always wrong, and there being no way out. It makes sense that when we're with someone who's experiencing a moment of self-hatred, that we too feel trapped, always wrong, and as though there is no way out. You are feeling what your child is feeling. I unfortunately have no brilliant solution to this. The self-hatred and toxic shame is just longing for presence, attunement, and someone who's able to just be with them without trying to change them. Yet, this self-hatred will also evoke behaviors that will push you away. Perhaps one of the greatest challenges I've run across is, is how to stay present and attuned with someone who is desperate for you to be present and attuned, yet also desperate to avoid the, the vulnerability of feeling someone be present and attuned. For me, there's something regulating about understanding why things happen. It helps me feel seen and not crazy and more organized in my mind. 
This brings about a, a, another moment or two of, of regulation and helps me stay present with myself or with someone else inside this pocket of self-hatred and disorganization. And if I can have a moment or two of staying more present with myself, I feel a little tiny bit better. So maybe this helps you too. When kids express negative thoughts about themselves, it can be real easy to want to contradict them and show them the truth that what we show them the truth about what we see in them. It's almost painful not to. It can unfortunately, though, make us more untrustworthy to our kids when we insist that we know how wonderful, smart, kind they are when they are insisting that they aren't. It can bring about this felt sense of like, you just don't fully know me. Or if I show you the real me, then you'll really know how bad I am. Or you're lying to me and can't be trusted. And I know that sounds extreme, but I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of kids and adults who sometimes articulate things better and more clearly than kids. And sometimes I also know this because of my own lived experience. And yes, it did eventually shift. I did eventually learn in my own heart that my own therapist and my husband, they aren't lying to me. But for years, I believed that they were. And it hurt the felt safety. It didn't help it. So when our kids say really hard things about themselves, validate it first. It is so hard to validate a feeling like, I hate myself, because we don't want to give the impression that we agree. But y'all, validating is not agreeing. Validation can sound something like, you have huge, yucky feelings. That must feel so bad. Or you feel like you are a terrible person. And if your child says, I don't feel like a terrible person, I know I'm a terrible person, or something like that, you can reflect back, you know you're a terrible person. It doesn't just feel true, you know it's true. This isn't the same thing as agreeing with them. It's simply giving them a moment of you expressing something like, I'm not afraid of your huge feelings and I'm willing to be in them with you. Once you have some connection and reestablished with your child, you could say something like, I know it might feel like I'm lying or I'm just your mom. So of course I have to say these things, but you are precious. I know you're precious because I believe all humans are precious. You are uniquely precious and special in your own ways. But I actually believe this is true about all people. So of course you're included in that. Now, of course, if you're going to say that to your kids, you got to believe that, that all humans are precious. That's part of the club manifesto, to believe that all people have infinite worth. And it's part of the manifesto for a very specific reason, because it helps us stay strongly anchored to believing that our kids and ourselves are 100% precious and that we are all all worthy of care and we are all full of infinite worth. And when it's part of our core beliefs about humanity, instead of just part of our belief about our specific child, that increases 
our trustworthiness to them when we say things like, you are precious, and I know you're precious because I believe this about all people, so I know it's true about you too. I have seen that holding this as a universal belief is actually the only thing that's eventually helpful to people who believe that they are simply terrible people. Because then I'm not trying to convince them that they are precious and full of infinite worth. And frankly, I never would try to convince them of that, that it's unique to them. It's just simply a universal truth about all people. And therefore, they are not the exception to the rule. And you know what? Neither are you or me. So attune to the reality that it might feel like I'm lying or like I don't really know you, or if I only did know the real you, then I wouldn't I, I wouldn't believe that you're precious. I know it feels that way, and that must feel terrible. And then you could add something like, we'll just have to sit together in this hard place where you don't believe me that I know you're precious. I know you're precious because I believe at their core, all humans are. And then we have to just take time to grieve. It's so, so painful to love someone who's plagued with toxic shame Toxic shame needs us to be present with no agenda to change it. That's a big ask. We just have to be with it. Y'all, I am really super grateful I had the opportunity to connect with you in this short little bonus episode. This one ended up being not quite as short, but I really wanted to make sure I included these practical tips. If this resonated with you, please share the podcast. And if you'd like more connection, more support, more co-regulation, more more education, please consider joining us over in the club. We would absolutely love to have you. I know this episode included some scripts, and that's kind of hard to take in and remember in podcasts. So all you have to do is head over to my website to get the 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 transcript. RobinGobel.com slash kids with toxic shame is where you'll find all the scripts that I gave you all written out so you can remember them. All right. Till next time. Are you ending this episode with maybe a big sigh of relief? Like, yes, finally, someone gets me and my kids. But also maybe a sense of like, okay, but now what? All right, y'all, I've got lots of possible now what's. If you want to connect with me directly, like pick my brain, have access to me almost every day, not to mention hundreds of other parents from around the world who totally get what it's like to be you, then you're going to want to join us in the club. We have monthly live events including groups for siblings of dysregulated kids, a huge video library with something like 80 or 90 videos, plus transcripts and certificates of completion. Plus, of course, a very active forum that I'm participating in every single day. We open for new members periodically. So go check robingobel.com slash the club. If we aren't open now, you can put yourself on the waiting list and I'll let you know the moment we open for new members. That's robingobel.com slash the club. 
Now, if you're a professional and you want to strengthen your capacity to work with the families of kids with big baffling behaviors and vulnerable nervous systems, plus use all of my materials, including a 12-module course that follows raising kids with big baffling behaviors, plus be included in an online searchable directory so families all over the world could find you, then you're looking for Being With, which is my year-long immersive training program that runs January through December. So you'll want to go to robingobel.com slash being with, read all about it. And if you're interested, put yourself on that waiting list too. Now, if you just maybe need a little extra connection and co-regulation, but don't feel like you need to join the club, then you can just keep listening to my podcast. Or you could go subscribe to my Start Here podcast, and that'll give you 10 episodes in order that will take you through cultivating a great foundation of parenting with regulation, connection, and felt safety. That's at robingobel.com slash start here. You have to go there. You can't just find it in your podcast app. Or you could get yourself a copy of Raising Kids with Big Baffling Behaviors, paper book, audio book, ebook. You can get that anywhere books are sold. Or you could just head to my website download one of my very many free resources. I keep them all really easy to access at robingobel.com slash free resources. Webinars, masterclasses, ebooks, infographics, all sorts of stuff. Go check it out. See what of those things could be supportive of you or maybe to the other adults in your life who are helping support you and your child. There are just so many ways that you and I could be more connected and you can get the amount of co-regulation and support that you need. If it feels like a lot to remember, all you have to do is go to robingobel.com and take your time clicking around, seeing what I got there. I am so, so glad you and I are connected now and I can't wait to be with you again soon in our next episode of The Baffling Behavior Show. Bye-bye, y'all.